0: Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with...
1: Packmaster Ralph Toye Basham, M.D.
2: Co-host Catherine Brandt.
0: And Andy Brandt-Bernard. Alex will not be in this week. She had a bunch of motherly duties to pull off this week, so she won't be in today or tomorrow. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest?
3: Uh, We're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
4: Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. And then Thursday,
0: I talked to Doug. Doug will be back on Thursday, so that's good, right?
2: Yeah, what's he up to lately?
0: Oh, he's going to Israel, and he's going to South America, and he's going all over the place. He's he's a big shot now. That's all I need is to be working the big shot Doug Sprint. I
2: think he's going to be tolerable. No. he's such a big shot?
0: No, it's going to be
1: horrible. Okay. It's going to be
0: dreadful. There's no question about it.
1: Getting away to warm cl- warmer climes. Warmer climes. Yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: It's <clears throat> pretty much true. You know, one of the great things he, stories he tells, because these Israelis that he works with through Walzer, or it's a, it's not the Walzer group directly, it's, a, it's a, whatever it is. But in any case, uh, all the Israelis he works with, or most of them, came to America uh, in December, early December, to have meetings here and set some schedules and all the rest of it. The number one request from Israelis to Doug Sprinthal, the first time being in America. What was the number one request, Doc?
1: Oh, number one request, they wanted big beef steaks.
0: It was in December, I should mention, too. That's very important to the story. Christmas tree?
2: Christmas cookies. Yep.
0: they all insisted to see a Christmas tree because mm. they've never uh, seen one. I'm sure. Well, how yeah, conservative are living. they?
2: Man. <laughs> Israel would not be big on that.
0: No. I don't think there are a lot of Christmas trees in Israel. I don't think so. Are there?
1: So. Oh, there's a bunch of Christ- so. oh, huge number of Christians there. Sure, sure. I mean, well, that, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Know, There should be Christmas trees around. But they, if they're in a conservative community, conservative surroundings, of course, they're not going to see that sort of stuff.
5: No. Israel yeah, is 1.9% Christian. Ooh, a lot of them. So, yeah. No, so what's whole that about lot? 45 How much Muslim people? 18.1%. Uh, 18% Muslim. Almost 10 Whoa. times as many. Hmm. Huh. So, yeah. See? Not a lot of Christians.
1: Yeah,
0: I've said this to Ralph Basham before. If you want to get an education, come on the uh, podcast with the family.
1: hmm Education.
0: <laughs> it's all about education. We educate.
2: look up stats. It's all we about education. St-
0: <laughs> he, has no, he has no response to that whatsoever. No. So Ralphie and, and Andy, and if Alex were there, i tell him the same thing. We've been talking a lot lately about... Um, I talked to a very brilliant psychologist about this uh, yesterday afternoon as well. And I, I said, what do you think about this whole situation right now? And he literally laid it out. I don't need to identify him. It's his own personal opinion. He said, this is not going to get better, Tom. People are getting dumber by the day or less educated. He didn't say dumber. He said they're becoming less educated by the day. Uh, about 80% of people can't think beyond the level of about a 12-year-old. Did you know that, Ralph, that it was that oh, bad? Oh,
1: that's, it's been kind of, that's been the standard for a long yeah. time. For a long time. I, mean, I, I, I thought it was like fifth grade. Uh, but, you know, so, you know, it's just right around there. Yeah, that's, that's the way it's been. And people get to that point. They, they may get some more knowledge, but they just don't, their intellect isn't past that.
0: And the reason I asked them that is that this whole thing is getting worse. And worse. If you watch the news at all, all they do is lie. And I'm talking about national news. Local news, not so much. But national news, I don't know, some local stations probably lie, too. But I watch Frank uh, and Amelia, so I don't, they don't lie to me too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> but in any case, Catherine and Andy uh, and Alex have been talking to me about this for quite some time. And I, I do think, Ralph, and I want to get your vote on this as well, with the knowledge that this is not going to get better, that it's only going to get worse, did you hear what Oregon is going to do now? And this is not, I guess, I suppose it is political, but it's not straight ahead Washington, D.C. political. Did you hear what Oregon's doing?
1: No, I, I did not. I, I try to keep my head out of Oregon news.
0: They are fighting very, very, very hard, and they are on the verge of banning all hunting and fishing in the state of Oregon.
2: Oh, Boy. good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> when they hit those deer nonstop, oh! When they start, you know,
1: killing them right and yeah. left on the motorcycles, they love their, exactly. you know, they love their freedom there. Do they have a helmet law state? Is that a helmet law there in Oregon? That, you know, that, I would hope I so. Know. The number of people, well, there's a large number of people killed on motorcycles <laughs> by hitting all manner of things, turkeys. You know, hit a pheasant the yeah, right, yep. right, right way, it'll kill you. And you know, these deer, that deer population will explode. They'll be everywhere there. Deer, yep. Elk. Oh God. I mean, yes. You know, I don't know if there's an elk population in Oregon. So there, there's an elk population close by. I know in Utah, uh, there's an elk population. So that sort of stuff is in Idaho. So that that sort of stuff is those things. You get a cow, uh, elk wandering across the road. You hit that. Yep. You stop. Yep. You know, that's like hitting a hitting a, you know 1,200 pound cow. So yeah, that, that's a. You really want to think that through, um, because there's a yeah, little, you do. Because the, the the game population has not been managed well in America to begin with. You know no. the origi- at the, at the turn of the. I was told that the turn of the uh, 19, uh, the twentieth century, the deer population was say five hundred six hundred thousand in the in the in the whole of the United States. At the end of that century, it was like fifteen million. So the, there's been this, this huge Jesus. expansion of this uh, this population of animals.
5: Prey animals can grow exponentially, very very yep. quickly.
2: Yep. Are yep. they going to do yeah, but, but then they... call herds to feed the homeless? Are they going to do anything?
5: Oh,
1: I mean, no. if
2: they're going to ban hunting, mm-hmm. like just for regular oh, folk,
1: that's fine. So so so, the, so like you said, Andy, if the, if the predators, if the predators um, uh, populate. Then not gonna no, there no one's going to want wolves around. They're yeah. not going to want mountain lions around. They want exponential kill these prey monkeys.
5: means exponential predators. That's how yeah, it works. It's, so it's just yep. you're
1: going to have this, yep. you know, th- this this wildlife uh, inundation that they're they're not ready before. And then the populace no. is just not going to be. Do they just won't understand? Oh, like I'm not safe to take Fluffy out. You know? Oh no, no, know, oh, no, Fluffy's so, the first to go. Yeah. Well, I saw that. I saw the picture mm-hmm. of the mountain lion that. The, the video that grabbed oh, yeah. the chihuahua in uh, yep. Los Feliz. Man, that, that, that dog was uh, gone in a second. It was. Is that the former
0: uh, NFL player? Is that his dog? No,
1: no. no that, oh, Because was...
0: this is a different one then. There's another one that went on. A former NFL player's dog was killed by a mountain lion. The thing, by the way, after he killed the mountain lion, he held it up by putting I his know. arms under its front legs. Uh, the lion was taller than oh, he they're was. Oh, they big animals. Oh yeah. my god! A big cat. That thing was giant. Andy, oh. look up the picture. Yeah. Well, they, they,
1: and they. Oh. you know, in uh, Orange County, they lost a, a, a hiker or a couple hikers uh, that were attacked on bicycles by mountain lion. And the one they wow. found, the woman was half gone. So, you know, there was a nice meal for these I mean there it's a right. You know, p- people just don't understand, you know, the violence in nature. You know, they think right. shooting a deer is bad. Knock yourself out. It is not it is far, far and it's far more humane in many ways than letting him starve. In a bad winter, because that'll happen too. Happened in northern yes. Minnesota. Yep. I was told that yep. in one spring there was a there was an outdoorsman that was walking through the forest. He could not w- get away from the smell of dead deer. There were so many.
2: Jesus. Well, they also, when they overpopulate, mm. they get those wasting diseases. Oh yeah, there you go. Throw awesome. that we in do. too. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's an amazing story. It, uh, it was on the on the national news this morning. A former NFL player out with his family. I don't know about his whole family, because he was bow hunting, I think. Luckily, he was bow hunting. there you go. Because the uh, mountain lion came along and killed his dog in one little uh, scoop. Oh, yeah. That was the end of that thing. So he shot uh, the mountain lion with an arrow... And he is being roundly criticized by half the people in the country. Oh, you just went out there to see what you could kill, and you finally got to kill a mountain lion. No, the mountain lion would have killed him, probably. Yeah, it was, it
1: was, he was next on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: was next on the menu, exactly. So so what's led me to, uh, thinking about this, and I should have listened to Catherine and Andy and Alex and everybody else, But, but I literally think... And and the, the guy I was talking to about this, I don't want to say was he a doctor or if it was a man or a woman. I'll just say a person that I talked to.
2: A being.
0: A being that I talked to about it said he or she does not think that it's ever going to get any better. It's no. only going to get
5: worse.
2: No, there's a there's an entire industry surrounding yeah. all of this panic and yep. culture. And there's an entire two generations now that have been educated in it. So it's just that's what it is now So
0: you're gonna you're gonna no fishing or hunting is going to be allowed in oregon starting maybe as early as next year uh we heard this morning that in 2025 china is set to attack taiwan which may start world war iii because we already got russia going after ukraine so what
2: does china want from taiwan they
0: say they own it and they want it back oh that's what
2: yeah i remember there was
5: a video of few years back, John Cena said something about Taiwan was a country, and then they forced him to make an apology video. (laughs) They did. You're right. So (laughs) they're pretty uh, sensitive about the whole Taiwan thing. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It'll be messy.
0: But what this leads to is I – well, let me give you a couple of stories here. Just throw the headlines. I'm not going to do the stories. But uh, George Santos steps down from House Committee. Can't read that because it's about politics. Right? right. I mean, you, you, you cannot get you literally cannot get involved in politics anymore because people have reached. And I asked my friend this yesterday. I said, are these people faking this angry he said? Oh, no, 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 no. They're not very smart. And they are literally livid. If you don't agree with everything I say, oh, I yeah. hate you. Yep.
1: You know, that, They're that stupid. And that, no, that's that's the danger of, a, yeah. of an uneducated, intelligent person. Yeah, an uneducated yep. person, and the the smarter you are, the more volatile you can be because you have this you have this ability to think, but you haven't been educated in critical thinking, and it just melts down.
0: You know, yesterday got some somebody got mad at me because I was I was joking around about the National Prayer Breakfast because it, even there they started screaming at each other and yelling at each other and couldn't agree on anything. So you can't even say your own little personal prayer or not in your head.
2: My prayer is better than your prayer.
0: My prayer is better than... And I'm laughing about it, and they got pissed off at me. It's like, why are you angry with me? I'm laughing at both sides here, first of all. But I've had enough. I I agree with my family and my friends now. I've had enough. I, I just... I have no interest in talking about politics anymore because you people are insane. You far lefties and far righties, you're nuts. But Tim, really, so
5: Tim, tell us about your political opinions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Tim, what do you think?
6: Yeah. I'm happily
0: in the middle. I think they're all screwed up. Yeah, but Don't there's... you think it's time, Tim? That, that I, 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 See, I try to tell all the news while we're on the morning shows or on the podcasts or whatever, but you can't do that anymore because people just get livid.
6: You can't say your opinion anymore about anything. And no, uh, yeah, no. I, I, I generally and again, we were talking about uh, last week about, you know, diving in on social media just to poke the bear a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, you do that with politics, man. You are just looking oh, at pure oh, oh, yeah. misery. And, <laughs> and believe me, it's those political statements that usually drive me crazy. Um, but I want to step back a little bit because I know Andy mentioned something about John Cena. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. He he called Taiwan a country while promoting uh God, it was Some one of movie. Fast it was, Yeah, Fast and Furious Ten or something. Yeah. one of those movies, right? And yeah, so he apologized in in in, in uh, Mandarin. Yeah in Mandarin oh. and And
2: uh, it's like a hostage tape,
6: yeah, (laughs) quite impressive. But here's the other thing that happened around that same time. Um, they were starting to rev up the uh publicity machine for Top Gun Maverick, and one of the publicity photos that came out was of Tom Cruise's jacket from the original film. Oh, sure, you know, the flight jacket. Uh, um, and, and on that original jacket, there was a patch of Taiwan. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, sharp-eyed viewers Mm -hmm. right away said, hey, the Taiwan patch is gone. And, uh, you know, of course, then it's like, well, they're trying to appease China so the film can play there. Well, eventually, they, uh, as in Tom Cruise and company, told China to stick it, and that that, that patch Mm. made it back on the jacket. Mm. And the film still did you know, big box office anyway, without China. Okay, because it's never played there. Right. Um, So there are people that are going to, uh, you know, uh, grovel in Chinese or Mandarin, excuse me. Um, And then there are people that are just going to say, shove it up your keister. And Tom Cruise is one of them. And again, one of the main reasons why I admire the guy.
5: Well, if you've ever wanted to hear uh, John Cena speak Mandarin, now today's your lucky day.
0: 你好中国, 我必须说现在, 呃, 在速度与剧情就, 呃, 我做很多采访,
5: 很多, yeah. So 很多, there you go. <laughs> he actually was doing it. And I don't speak Chinese, but <laughs> so it sounded pretty, sounded pretty good to me. That sounded pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sounds- yeah he,
6: he, you know, I talked to, it's a, that for Peacemaker, uh, a lot of great actors on that uh, show. didn't talk to Sina, but I did talk to several others, and they said, the guy is incredibly smart. He reads two books a day. He, he knows Mandarin. I mean, he, all these things about the guy. You know, you don't expect it just because he looks to be the type that, oh, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Like the Channing Tatum type, right? You know, he's right, that kind right. of guy. Yeah, what's this button for? Uh, <laughs> is it line here? Uh, but, no, no, he's a very intelligent individual. So, yeah, it's impressive, isn't it, that, that that apology, even though I don't know a damn word he's saying.
5: He basically said, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, over and over. Are you
1: sure he didn't say, I'm going to body slam you into into the the, the ring? You'll never know, know. because
6: I'll never learn Chinese. Oh, man. Well, you know, the links that some of these uh, people go. Now, apparently, uh, Disney has made amends with China, because the last few uh, films of theirs have not been distributed over there, and and they include the Marvel ones, which really need that extra kick because yeah. they're so damn expensive to make and they have to clear a certain hurdle to break even, et cetera, et cetera. So they've made amends, but I do know that some of the objections that China has had to Disney's films, Disney Marvel is the fact that they're same sex kisses and stuff like that. And I, I have to say, I, I was impressed with Disney for saying, screw you, we're keeping it in. So, yep. but now apparently yep. that's going to be gone or something um one thing that i read (coughs) was that uh they can't have any chinese bad guys in their movies that's part of the conditions (laughs) whether that's bs or not i don't know it could be (laughs) it's on the internet but isn't that funny yeah you can distribute uh uh films in our country again but no chinese bad guys so
1: can we have north korean bad guys
6: yeah, yeah, well, Kenya. probably, probably anybody that they, or Taiwanese bad guys. Oh, there you go. There, that, right. As
1: that, long that'll as that'll you fall. don't
6: identify Taiwan as a country. Now, of course, all of this comes from the, the father of a Chinese daughter. Okay, I'm not ripping China as as a whole. As, it, I'm not ripping the, the, the people that live there. I mean, they're living under a totalitarian rule still, mm-hmm. as far as I know. So, you know... Um, so you know, because right away people pick things apart and they'll say, "Well, geez, he's anti-Chinese." No, no, I'm not. China's part of my family. Yep. It's just that you know their their ruler. It's it's frightening. Let's be honest; it's frightening what's going on over there.
1: Yeah, they they they, they may still have some growing pains to get through with the totalitarian system and the yep. growth of their middle class and a lot of things that are you know you point to maybe they have some growing pains to do. So we'll see.
6: But uh, yeah, this whole Taiwan is a country thing, boy. Nobody gets away with saying that, except for not. You're right. Yeah, exactly. You just say flip them off.
0: Andy, would you do me a favor uh, and look up a word after I tell you this story? Because you just reminded me of when I was a teenager. There was this guy. I thought he was going to be all showed that he was all educated. We were, I think, sixteen years old, something like that, and we went into an Italian restaurant downtown minneapolis you know what it was then of course the one down, right there downtown on hennepin avenue and he thought he was going to be a cool breeze in order in italian mm. <laughs> and i cannot remember the word i wish because that was a long long time i can't remember the word but andy can look it up for me he said he ordered his food and the server looked at him and said what the guy said the same thing and again he says, you want to eat a mop <laughs> <laughs> because he had ordered, he wanted to order spaghetti. So he found this word he thought was about strands of spaghetti. It was about strands on a mop. Well, but Italian for spaghetti is spaghetti. So. Well, I know. But I mean, he thought he was going to be really cool. You know what I mean? He thought he was going to go. Yeah, oh, so So what is mop in Italian? I don't even know. A strand of a mop.
2: Hey, Siri, what? how do you say mop in Italian?
0: Mocho. Mocho. Oh, so. Would that be just coffee that he think he was ordering instead of instead of mocha? He said mocha? Uh, it could be. Maybe
5: that's what it was all about. He ordered a you mop know. instead of a cup of coffee. Mocha means <laughs> just a lot of things, but it basically is all related to cleaning. So, <laughs>
6: <laughs> Just for fun, wouldn't it have been funny if the restaurant would have served a bunch of strands of a mop with <laughs> yeah. spaghetti sauce to them? Wouldn't that hey, just be the greatest
0: you want a mop? You want to eat a mop? <laughs> mocha. It, hey
6: man, that's what you said. That's what you said. That, <laughs> yeah. That's how they interpreted it in the kitchen right there. I love it. I yeah. just
5: love that stuff. Yeah, I can't find anything that he thought he was maybe
0: ordering. I bet you it was a cup of coffee, a mocha, a cup of a, a cup of coffee, mocha a mocha. I mean, right? because uh, most people would most people in America would look that what could that word and pronounce it mocha instead of mocha. That's You know, plausible. back in those days anyway.
5: Well, but I mean, mocha isn't ca- coffee; it's mocha. Coffee is I cafe. Mocha.
0: What is what is mo- mocha is a, f- a kind of a coffee drink? Yeah, it's a though, isn't chocolate. It? Mocha yeah, coffee. coffee with chocolate in yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, I w- a chocolate coffee.
1: We were in France once uh, a while ago, and uh, we were we were ordering ordering a meal, and uh, Lindsay says, "I'll order this for actually it's veal." Uh, so I, I looked at it and didn't look at it closely. So our meals come. Three of the meals are just wonderful. The third one that I actually got was kind of weird. It was, uh, it was a pied de veau, a rignon de veau, and that is veal feet and veal kidneys. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. So I had to, I had to trade, I had to trade my seafood stuffed uh, quail for "reniotevo" a vaux. So yeah, those two things, I had that. Wasn't wasn't bad at all. Wasn't bad at all. But it just was not with you know you you think you know not what, what you're you doing, but, man, you just you you just mess up that sound just a little bit and you are wrong.
5: But, yeah, French actually has a surprisingly low number of phonemes, so yeah, you say something just slightly wrong. And there's also sounds that mean a hundred thousand different things. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually yeah. a very difficult language to speak and understand, especially right. understand.
1: That's right. Oh, especially understand. It is. It is a. It has been an effort. I've been listening every morning, yep. and man, it is. French a people huge don't enunciate.
5: A... They oh, do the they... opposite of enunciate.
1: And it goes everything's together, and then they have special rules to make things sound good, yep. so it sounds more lyrical. It mm-hmm. goes on and on and on. They're, they're a tough language, but the, you know, so I.
5: Uh, Joe wants to know if you've heard anything about the upcoming CW series Gotham Knights. I have not. No. What,
6: I have. I have not. Nothing. No. It's uh it, Is it live action? I think it is.
5: Uh, uh. Well, this says it's a video game. So.
6: Oh. <laughs> I <laughs> thought I, it was a. Yeah. You said I, it's a CW I, no. series.
5: I think he might be. Unless there's also a TV. Oh yeah. No. There's. Yeah, it's also an a TV show. Of
6: a, of a video game. It's well, an of...
5: unrelated television show with a similar premise, and it's also a TV show. The video game came out last year. That's a weird coincidence. Is it
1: Gotham Knights? Is an N or K? Uh, K. Okay.
5: Huh. K, okay, yeah.
6: It's an upcoming superhero
5: yeah. series, Batman, etc. Oh, apparently Bruce Wayne died before the TV series. Oh. So there's no Batman. Yeah. Batman's dead. So now no. a bunch of other people are trying to do his job, basically.
6: No, I get, I get preview stuff from some of the uh, uh, streamers, a lot of the streamers, actually, but the actual network stuff, I don't get anything from any of them, mainly really? because they're not producing anything. I mean, it's really bad. I mean, it's stuff that don't last, I guess, if they do. Um, but, you know, the, the site that I write for, Looper, I mean, we rarely cover uh, actual network stuff, or at huh. least me. It's, it, it, yeah, it's mainly streaming now, just much in the way that, you know, oh, streaming has replaced cable, you know, cable became the cool thing, uh, when that came about and now streaming's the cool thing. So right. that's where, you know, most of the coverage seems to, uh, arise from. So, uh, no, no, I have not seen it, Joe. So, Um, Before I forget, and I don't know what made me think of this, but you're talking about political scumbaggery uh, when I first Ah. came on. Um, There is a movie from 2000, and I highly recommend this. It's a movie about political scumbaggery. It's called The Contender. I just started poking into clips last weekend for some reason. Uh, But it has Jeff Bridges as the president. Uh, Joan Allen like as, have you seen this? No,
2: I like him though. I like Jeff Bridges.
6: Okay. Joan, Joan Allen. He wants to nominate her. His vice president died in office. So he wants to nominate the first ever female vice president, which is Joan Allen. You got Sam Elliott. You have Gary Oldman, uh, William Peterson from CSI. Oh, wow. I mean, it is such of a brilliant movie. Only two Oscar nominations. But I look at this movie now and I'm thinking, this this had this Best Picture written all over it. But uh, Bridges was nominated for supporting and Joan Allen was nominated for um, leading. But neither of them won. But my God, what a terrific movie. Christian Slater is in it as well. So, yeah, it is just such a brilliant movie. And, it, you know, it kind of exposes things for what they are. Uh, so The Contender, it's called. And it came out in 2000. But. It's amazing. Once in a while, for some reason, movies just pop into my head. It's like, my God, that was a great movie. Didn't get the recognition well, it deserved.
2: Your, your credibility is teetering. <laughs> we uh, watched Tar.
6: Oh, God. <laughs> I take it that credibility is teetering remark means you didn't like it.
2: Well, I liked it, but Tom... Um... Oh my god. He was a champion. He stayed with it and watched it, but he just hated that movie. You, no, I thought it was I thought it was he's just stepped out. That's why I decided oh. to talk about him behind his back. Oh, nice. Um I just told Tim that we watched Tar and how much you hated it.
0: I
6: thought she was one of the worst.
0: One of the worst people I have ever seen on screen.
6: Well,
2: Well, not not as an actress, yeah, as a human being. Yeah,
6: she's a monster, and and she really is convincing as that monster, which is why she's nominated. But you have to admit, man, that scene where the guy said, uh, uh, the male composer's just not, it's not for me. Or whatever, and she went off on Oh, the for cisgender, being, yeah, cisgender, cisgender, yeah. Cisgender, yeah. The, the Bach, cis male That Bach was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to admit, that was a great scene, man. That was a great
0: scene. There were scene. scenes in it. Well, first of all, it's two hours and 40 minutes long, which I'm not uh, wild about anyway.
6: Should have warned I mean, you.
0: <clears throat> two hours and 40 minutes. Like, would you pick up the... <laughs> but I will tell you what. Cate Blanchett is a phenomenal actor. Because she had me hating her guts, <laughs>
6: I will tell you that. <laughs> and that's the great part about movies like that, is that yep. they are yeah. so damn convincing that, just from the yeah. beginning, this smug, arrogant a-hole. Oh, oh. But, you know, they, they of course they have to start out with this, you know, welfare radio type of interview, you know, where everything is, you know, we read the whole uh, right. her background and all that stuff. And it, it just felt like that, right? It, it felt that toity-toity. Yeah. Yep. Thing, but the way she dives into it is just amazing. And you have to appreciate her stance, too. You know, she could consider herself a victim or the underrepresented being, you know, right. she's a le- you know, openly lesbian. You know, she has a wife. Mm-hmm. She's very open about it. But she doesn't consider herself a victim, nor does she consider herself lesser than all these great male composers. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the whole thing is, is that she was, you know, willing to forgive their frailties. And then that was back in the day and they're trying to cancel them in this day. But she can't get away with it now. You know, now it's right. a different story right. because of her behavior. So, I mean, I, I was captivated by her performance uh, the whole way through. But, yeah, two hours and 40 minutes long. But I tell you what, man, when it, it was relatively early in the film, when she uh, went on the offensive against that, that punk-ass student of hers. yeah, It's like, yeah. this is brilliant stuff because we never see that sort of scene in a film. And it's quite amazing, honestly, that critics and the industry have embraced it, unafraid, you know? Right. Yes, eventually the, it comes back to bite her in the ass. But, right. But... That scene, that calling that out at the beginning, it's like that's sort of the, what's going on crystallized, right? I mean, it was right. so, such of a perfect scene. You are a robot, you know mm-hmm. something about your social. She mentioned social media. She, right. Oh yeah, I would love to watch the scene again. But yeah, it's a great scene. But uh,
2: yeah, well, the the thing that struck me about it was okay. So the commentary about you know social media and cancel culture and all that stuff was there but at the same time she was doing nefarious things and was part of, course, of that yeah. snobby elite stuff right. so when it started happening to her you're like uh maybe she kind of deserves it <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, exactly. which i was conflicted because i i hate that that you can attack people and make up a video that you know takes pieces of someone's life and yeah, yeah. and it's not actually the true event of what happened and use it to destroy somebody that makes me crazy but at the same time she was so horrible you're like mm-hmm, yeah, maybe i don't care maybe yep. i don't care about her
6: yep. dude, dude. you know the general thinking is that michelle yo will get the award for uh the oscar for everything everywhere all at once but i tell you what so far i mean kate flanchett see the problem with the oscars is they tend to They're very, very stingy about going from number two to number three Oscar for any actor. I mean, the composers and stuff, they might win tons of them. Um, But so, you know, it could be that they just will share the wealth. And don't get me wrong. I love Michelle Yeoh and I'm rooting for her. But Kate Blanchett is so incredible in this. Sometimes you just can't deny him, you know. And and this really is one of the best performances of the years. Hands down, actor, actress, whatever. She just kicks everybody's ass with this role.
0: No, I'm telling you, I hated her guts about five minutes in.
6: Yeah, she she's was. that good. Well, it just it just
2: was so you know that whole you know hoity-toity orchestra yes, you yes. know conductor's piece of the world. It was just it just made everybody seem like such a pompous. Oh, uh, Could you imagine? I
6: wonder. Uh, I mean, do you know any classical musicians that could really speak don't. to? How authentic that feeling is. Well, Remember, yeah, that's a good question.
0: well, by coincidence, I had a friend who married a cellist, mm. and I won't say where she performed. It wasn't in Minnesota, thank God. But she was a cellist in a major, big, big-time mm. orchestra, and all the rest of it uh, wouldn't make eye contact with anyone else and wouldn't speak to anyone. Oh mm. God. <laughs>
2: It's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, we sort of started looking <laughs> up the uh, salaries of, of conductors and things, and some of them make millions mm-hmm. three, four million yeah. dollars. I mean, but only the top, top, top. Most conductors make about 45 grand a year, right? So, it's a—it's it, not exactly an all inclusive, no. diverse, no, <laughs> sort no. Of. You, know, you wonder about to that be be world. So
6: and now think, you know, when I'm thinking about this, talking about this. You saw that wonderful film, Whiplash, with J.K. Uh, oh, Simmons. Loved Same it. sort of thing. A monstrous SOB. Mm-hmm. And he actually did win for Best Supporting Actor for that film. But what a brilliant film. I mean, you know, again, that world, it must be a completely different world. Now, I think that's the world of jazz musicians, essentially. But, um, you know, whether it's jazz, whether it's classical, uh, once you get to that certain level of excellence... I mean, there's just zero room for error. And if somebody makes an error, they're going to rip your head off. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a great film, both of them. Uh, I, I You know, look, I, I love classical music. I don't listen to it that much. I know my youngest son would go to sleep every night to classical music. It would help him sleep, and he loves it to this day. Yep. He doesn't go to yep. concerts or anything like that. But, uh, you know, there is a certain level of... I don't know. People, like I say, it's, it, it belongs on certain stations where they talk like this. And if yes. you don't talk like this, too, then you're scum to me, you know?
2: Yeah, and the point of, you know, that uh, college students who are studying music don't want to study Bach and Beethoven and all the greats because they were uh, white guys. <laughs> Um, well,
6: it's you gotta believe you know, that this well, is he, grounded in some truth, don't you? <laughs> oh, absolutely, it's gotta be could, happening. You know, well, you, she, yeah,
2: most, I agree.
1: Most of the most of the uh, classical uh, respected people, the greats, you know, they brought their own white baton with them. It's true. It's true. it, yeah, was, but a, it what's was a in, white male deal, but, pretty much. But
2: I mean, yeah. But when Bach and Beethoven were also conduct or writing like that, they were very, very young. They weren't part of the elite society. Right. Somebody paid them to keep doing what they were doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, right. it wasn't the same kind of world. They they had to rise up from the ashes just by their abilities. Nobody okay. just handed them anything.
6: Another great film is Amadeus. I mean, yes. there again, you know, mm-hmm. he he was he was, you know, an ogre, essentially. Uh, and then you had Salieri, who clearly knew that he was 10 steps below mm-hmm. Amadeus. And, uh, yeah, what a, another great film, if I could recommend that. And that, another Oscar-winning film. But I didn't feel, look, again, just because I admire classical music, uh, um, you know, again, I, I've never attended any classical concerts or anything like that. But, you know, oh, you grow great. up in a band, you know, you <clears throat> certainly learn about composers Etc. Etc. But I didn't feel like this movie wasn't for me. It seemed to be accessible to me. So that's what I liked about it. It kind of gave you a real look at some of these composers, like Mozart, who was just, again, like I say, an ogre. Uh, and uh, <laughs> pretty shocking. The, you know, you find out a lot, a lot about these composers. Bach, in particular, had like 20 kids, right? Did they yeah. explain that in the film? Yeah, in at Tara? least
2: 20, yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah. So, to me, that's fascinating. It's it's fascinating history to me because you, if you, you know, the first time you hear of Bach or Mozart, you don't really realize what kind of people they really were.
1: So, what would Groucho Marx say to Bach? What? <laughs> I, I like, I love my cigar, but I take it out of my hand once in
6: a while. <laughs> out of my mouth. Yeah, I love actually, yeah, so I I take my,
1: it out of my I, mouth. I love my baton, but I like, Oh, geez, I love my baton. Yeah, I take yeah, it out of my yeah. hand once in a while.
0: God, it's true. One of the greatest lines in the history of live television, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it was, what, 1954, I think, something like that? Oh, yeah, and he was, they,
1: they were just appalled at him, and he was reprimanded <laughs> and right back on the air. Eleven children, huh? I will never forget that. <laughs> How do you explain that?
0: Oh. I, my I husband loves me just, very much. It's true. i got to throw something in very, very quickly, because you gave me a good feeling there, Timmy, by bringing up J.K. Rowling, because... Uh, when he won the uh, the Oscar, he we had him on the, the KQ morning show, and I was having a nice talk with him. And at the end of the interview, he goes, well, let's get to the important stuff. And I said, what important stuff? And he goes, well, how have you been, Tom? And I said, well, fine, thanks. He goes, God, I missed running into you and all that. I had no idea he even knew who I was or remembered me. He, and he, he says at the end, you know why I got into acting in movies? I said, no, why? And he said... Because every time I audition for something, you beat me out and I'm like, Oh, okay, JK, that's enough (laughs) we're good. Now what a nice man.
6: There you go though. There's a guy who rose up through the ranks, right? Yeah. He's not your he's not your Hollywood leading man type. No. My God, he can bring such ferocity to a character like that character in Whiplash. And he's a hell of an actor. Oh, and I'm so actor. glad because yep. that's the good thing about Oscars, okay? And Mostly, I can't stand watching them because it's patting each other on the back. This guy, I believe, he thanked his wife and he got all choked up and stuff. He was real yep. when he was up there um, accepting his award. But what that does is that it, it elevates a guy who truly deserves to be noticed and his talents to be appreciated. And, you know, by attaching, again, that line, Oscar-winning actor J.K. Simmons... That will get him work. That will get him in better projects, even though I said J.K. Did Rowling, t- didn't I? Yeah, you did. I, <laughs> I said yeah, JK, J.K. Rowling. R- JK R- yeah, JK R- yeah I thought, well, that's an entirely I don't know, I'm like different. I do like Harry Potter's stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's a it's an entirely different kettle of fish. I don't like. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. Like, yeah, it's sure. exactly. Yeah. no, J.K. But, uh,
0: Simmons, I was talking about. God, what dope. Yeah, J.K. Dope.
6: Simmons. Um, but yeah, I knew who you were talking <laughs> about. But um, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So it really did elevate him to a whole new level. Now, before this, you got to remember. The guy did – he was J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies, which was brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's been brilliant all along. It's just that sometimes these people get pigeonholed, and it's like, oh, he's just the crabby SOB that you see in, right. J- J- in Spider-Man. And, and, and now all of a sudden you're getting him in other things. Yes, he's a great crabby son of a gun, but he's also great in other films too. He was Fred Mertz. In uh, yeah, well, in, Lucy, in uh, the Lucy movie, another home. movie that you despise, <laughs> um, Lucy and Desi. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Nicole Kidman.
2: I didn't yeah. think Nicole Kid- Kidman was very good in that. movie. No, role. she was terrible. I, and I usually like her, but I did not like her in that movie.
6: Well, I I accepted her I more as like Lucy she... than I did Javier Bardem as as Desi Arnaz. I, you yeah. know, I I, I don't I agree. know. It's I, just sometimes look, man. You get an opportunity to get uh, somebody as great as Javier Bardem in your film. You're just gonna do it, okay? I mean, I know it's a it's usually a, a bone of contention with films if they don't exactly look like somebody or sound like somebody or whatever. I mean, it certainly worked in the favor of Austin Butler for Elvis because I thought oh, that God, kid yeah. was yeah. Elvis. Yeah. He was. But terrific there are him. times really where good. it's like. What the hell are they doing with? How do you? Where's the connection between this actor and this real life character that everybody knows? You know, right. it's pretty tough. Pretty tough.
0: See, I thought that Desi should have been played by J.K. Rowling. I just thought I'd throw that in again. <laughs> <laughs>
6: just, well, you know what? That. She she certainly would grab the uh, headlines because of the all yeah. the hate she's getting because of her her stand uh, in. Oh the yeah, that's over. right. The stuff with the trans community and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, she's, she's a headline grabber. Uh, so sometimes that's, I suppose, why they cast people, too, because they they get headlines, right? Uh-oh.
2: Is Ethan in the room?
6: Maybe. Yes, he is. Maybe. Ethan's, Ethan's there? there. Maybe. Maybe. Yep. He wants his it? Nana. He does want Nana. I saw a picture yesterday, uh, Catherine. What did you say in it? There's a picture of him. Calling oh, him a hurric- human tornado or something?
2: Hurricane <laughs> Ethan. Hurricane, hurricane Ethan. Okay, <laughs> he is a there we hurricane. go. <laughs> he just same... goes barreling through the he world. A little,
6: little more it. powerful than a tornado. But, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was some sort of wind event. Mm-hmm.
2: No, he's hurricane. Ethan, Ethan
5: what's Ethan doing? Uh, we're going to go to a second wind after this. Pick out an elliptical.
0: Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Say hello to Ethan for me. Big smile from Ethan. I know him. I'm just hey Andy,
6: you. here's quick advice: put them on the elliptical to tire him out.
0: Yeah, there yeah, you go. big a do baby,
2: that baby quite yet. Why don't they yeah, have baby yeah. ellipticals? They
5: <laughs> should. Sure? Well, Scrap I thought about him making doing... him a hamster wheel. <laughs>
6: there you go. Anything to tire <laughs> those run, kids out. Run only one. Or in my case, tire those puppies out. He's sleeping yep, again. Yep. Sleeping today. See, yeah. Now I'm on. I've always had dogs, but now I'm finding out how hard it's been to. I mean, it was just a puppy. Puppies are different, yeah. Do
0: sometimes, yeah. That's a wonderful thing. So, all in all, basically, um, yeah, I, I, I would say that the average person, unless you cannot watch a movie for two hours and forty minutes, you should watch Tar because she is incredibly good in it. Yeah, uh, she, but she's so good in it. I hated her guts, and it was hard to watch her.
6: Honestly. I know that some people, <laughs> a friend of mine, Lenny. Um, he said, I can never watch James Woods again after The Onion oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. he was so despicable uh, in that film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely see that, um, you know, that typecasting thing, especially like this Evan Peters playing Dahmer so convincingly uh, that I could right. not even yeah. watch the show. I was unnerved. My daughter was watching it. She loves anything that Ryan Murphy does uh, and Evan Peters because Evan Peters has been in all of Ryan Murphy's stuff. But she had Dahmer on, and it was so unnerving. I could not watch that series because it was too real, you know? Yep. I mean, we yeah, lived through that, that story happening. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it was ghastly. And so to have it done as well as Evan Peters did, uh, boy. It, it, and, and, again, he's nominated for all sorts of awards, but you get into trouble for that. Because all of a sudden the families of the victims are coming out. And why are you honoring something like that? And why should he be awarded for playing one of the most notorious serial killers in the history yeah. of history? You know, all that sort of stuff. So I could see that. But, you know, again, that's man. When when people like Kate Blanchett pour themselves into a role like that. Yep. Yep. And just steamroll everything right from the very beginning of the film. That's what, it gets your attention. That's for mm-hmm. sure. It gets your attention. Uh, have you seen anything? Oh, you know what I saw also? Horror movie uh, Megan, the one with the uh, oh, yeah, uh, with doll. Oh, yeah, with a doll. That's also for rent on premium video on demand. For some reason, I got a promotional deal from Amazon, so I paid only a couple bucks for it. But um, it's really good. It's, it's, it's scary, but it's funny. It's the sort of movie I call effed up funny. You know, it's so effed up, some of the stuff they do in it. It's so crazy. But you can't help but laugh of it. laugh laugh at it. Because oh, it's yeah. so okay. good. It's really, really mm-hmm. a good movie. Jason Blum produced it. You know, that right. guy has the mightest touch when it comes to doing horror <laughs> films, baby. I mean, he's really good. Really good. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So Megan, I, I recommend it. I missed it in theaters. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, I'm not a big guy for that, uh, for a guy who loves action figures and collects all that stuff. I'm not big on the whole dolls thing, the Chucky thing. Right. Mm Right. Freaks me out, man. Freaks me out. So, but, uh, this freaked me out too, but in, in an entertaining sort of way.
3: My question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have.
0: And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with
3: you. Eh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Amo wants to know if you've seen the latest season of Jack Ryan.
6: Oh. Uh, no, you know what? I never started it. And it's oh. one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things where, unless I'm in at the beginning of a series, it's awfully tough for me to go back to the beginning to a breaking bad or whatever, which I've never seen. I've seen the pilot um, to, to get into it knowing that I got so much ahead of me. Now, I think Jack Ryan is only in season three, so it might be something I'll catch. The one that I am looking forward to, though, is uh, I you when you said Jack Ryan, I was thinking of uh, Mitch who's Rapp. the guy Mitch Rapp. not Mitch Rapp, oh. no, it was the big guy that came into town. Lee Childs did it, Tom Cruise did a movie first. Oh Jack Reacher. Um, Jack Jack Reacher. Oh, Jack. oh, yeah, yep. yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of those, That's, yeah, and but that one was so brilliant. Uh, I think Officer Dave was on the day I talked about I think so, did, yes, and he said. He said, "Yeah, I just watched the whole first season again, <laughs> and I could too. You know, it's, mm-hmm. that's the sort of show I could—I cannot get enough of. I'm sure there's more that I get out of it the second time around. But the good news is they are working on the second season. Oh, uh, good. I recommended good, good, good. last week season two of Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, three episodes so far, and that—that that show is incredibly brutal. It's mm-hmm. brutally it violent is. all the way through. I can't believe it, but..." You know, it follows the story. It's not gratuitous. Everything is warranted. Um, so, yeah, it's a hell of a show. So have you, have you started that again, Tom? Because I know you uh, saw the what, first Jack season. Jack Reacher? No, no. Um, oh, Jack uh, Mayor Ryan. Mayor Kingstown. Oh, Mayor, Mayor Kingstown, Kingstown. We, were
0: gonna, we, were gonna, we were going to watch the uh, first episode of the second season last night. But instead we watched something. Uh, so if you have a few more minutes when you're done, I want to ask you about this. But I am definitely going to watch the second season because I really like the first season.
6: Also, I recommend that '90s show. If you caught that '70s oh, yeah, show, oh yeah, I love that. That show. '90s show is, and you know who makes it? And again, veteran actors who never quite got the due that they deserve. But Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp is Red and Kitty Forman, mm-hmm. yeah. they're, they're the they're the they're the foundation of that original show. They're the foundation of this show. You do get cameos Good. from the people that were in the '70s. Um, but they're the funniest people. I, I mean, they are so terrific and they're just as good as they were in that 70s. Show. They haven't lost one beat because it's been almost yeah. going on 20 years since that 70s yeah. show came to an end. So, mm, uh, yeah, yeah it, almost it's, it's it, uh, it has the kids, a couple of the kids in the new group are kids of like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis's characters and, uh, Topher Grace and Laura Prepon's characters, and uh, so it's like one of the grandkids comes to live with Red and Kitty, and then all of a sudden they got friends. And same sort of premise. They're in the foreman basement and all that sort of stuff. But it's really, really funny stuff. It's the sort of thing you need because we do live in an effed up world where you can't go to yes. a prayer breakfast. Mm-hmm. You can't go to a prayer breakfast without people yelling at each other. I know. How do you know yeah, that we... happened? How do you know that happened, Tom? What I the know.
2: Hell I know.
6: What happened what yesterday? What happened. Oh. It had Well,
0: the the breakfast is uh, Thursday. It's the first uh, Thursday in February every year. But they're already arguing about what they're going to argue about at the National Prayer Breakfast. I'm like, oh, my God, whatever. No, I'm just letting it go. Timmy, I'm not kidding you. I I couldn't care less about politics because of the extremes are going to rule the far left and the far right. I want nothing to do with it. I'm kind of a nice centrist guy. It works for me.
6: You know, I know one way, you know, people, they wonder about heaven and hell and where am I going? I know yeah. one way to avoid hell, and that is to not get into politics, because your yeah. life will be hell. <laughs> it's true. Yep. And that's part of the contender. That's part of that film, is that how somebody's past comes back to bite, their, bite them in the ass in a very, very serious way. Uh, but they're, 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 everybody's got skeletons, but in particular, there's one character that... Really they, they go hard after this person. But yeah, politics, why would you wanna do that? Why why I do you want know. them to dig into your past and and and, 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 and 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 puke it out to the world because you know the news media is gonna cover it, right? Yeah. So oh yeah, God, it's yes. it's just like that's the one sure path to hell. And people are willing to endure it because they like the power and they like the money. It's all about the money, isn't yep.
0: <clears throat> Talking about the money all the time. I told you I don't have any anybody. money. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great quotes of all time. All right, I'll run this by uh, the doctor and Timmy. Uh-huh. I want you to feel better about your life uh, today because if, apparently things are getting a lot better. We don't hear about this quite, a, quite often. You know, when you go fill up your car, uh, well, when, when Andy will, will tell you when he was on vacation, uh, for a couple of weeks. there wasn't on vacation. He just he, he went to Florida for a couple of weeks. And um, gas in Florida is a dollar a gallon more expensive than in Minnesota. Yep. A dollar a gallon. Okay. Well, Doc and Andy and, and Timmy, I want you to know things are really, really looking up for the economy. You know how I know this, that it's getting a lot better?
6: <laughs>
0: you ready? I'm, what is it? I'm sitting down. Exxon Post's record annual profit, this is profit, not billing, this is profit, Exxon Post's a record annual profit of $56 billion. <laughs> what a scam just,
6: this has all been. It's just it's a scam. It's all a scam, and I tell you where it gets home also, God. is this ridiculous $7 for a dozen eggs.
0: Yeah, oh God, yes, absolutely.
6: Well, the other day, Praise I'm going to call God. them out because they're all complicit. Oh. The other day, uh, I said to Patty, "It's like, hey, oh, look at this! Eggs are only three ninety-eight a dozen." And I went up closer on the shelf. It was a half dozen. Oh it God! It was three dollars ninety-eight cents <laughs> for a half dozen. Target, Walmart, <laughs> all of you—you you all are complicit in this. All right? I agree. It's, it's like I agree. A, it's it's gouging at this point. It really is price gouging. Billion. Now, being out here in the hinterlands, I can tell you it's a little bit cheaper. I will say, okay, Tom. I'm sorry, I got to plug them. I mean, at least Quick Trip is only four bucks a dozen, you know. So, you know, there are yeah, some places good. that are playing ball, but most of them seem to be like, well, let's just elevate them up to seven dollars a dozen. They're going to buy it,
1: and they're not going you know? down. As, as soon as the, even the chicken population's back and the and the supplies back, I'm willing to bet they never go down.
0: Nope, never. You're right.
1: Because it only yeah, takes well, take about three to four months for the, the, the layers to be mature enough to start laying eggs.
6: So. Is this this avian flu thing that they're blaming this on? That, yep. That
1: and supply chain issues and COVID. And, you know, this, I'm sure there's a laundry list of things they blame it on.
6: But it's, it's ridiculous. Again, <laughs> it's amazing. And I, I, I talked about this maybe months ago. But it was probably last summer when when the gas prices were really crazy out of control. Where you know I'm in my I drive-through and gas, I'm just saying was five dollars a gallon. I get to Buffalo, and it was a dollar and three cents cheaper. It's like nothing's uniform with these people. Now I do understand there's overhead and no. all this right. sort of stuff. I get it, but but still, I mean, there's no uniformity in this. Why is it that some will sell them for four dollars a a dozen eggs, and then you go to these large Department stores, again, maybe it's an overhead thing. I don't, I don't know. But then you're, you're talking anywhere, you know, 2 to $3 more a dozen. It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Because the value when of something
5: this... is the price that people are willing to pay for it. If people are buying well, them true. for $7, then that's their value. It's like jewelry. Yes oh, well, yeah, jewelry is 100% <laughs> subjective value.
6: Soon enough, now we're talking, of course, about the people that actually prosecute people. But soon enough, we're gonna have egg fests. I guarantee it. Oh yeah. my god! I, you know, people are walking out with eggs. <laughs> you know, well, and that's sad. Well, there, so there've,
1: there've been eggs smuggling across the border. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah.
6: Trafficking. Really?
1: Trafficking eggs. Oh yeah. yeah.
6: Trafficking eggs. Yep. Oh my god! See, it, this sounds like a movie. This sounds <laughs> like a National Lampoon movie or something. It's crazy. It sounds like a, 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 a it's a, it's a gag. And this, you know?
1: and this happens uniformly when a price of an item is is out of whack with normal yeah. supply and demand. Yep. a gray yeah. market or black market will emerge. It's sure. the way it's always been, always mm-hmm. been. So if you set a price too high, this happens.
2: So. Well, it's interesting. We go um, down here in Florida. We go to a fancy Publix on Palm Beach Island.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a grocery store. If people don't know. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: a grocery store chain down here uh, on. In fancy Publix, not one egg. Not one egg. Nope. Completely empty. Yep. Then we go to poor Publix. <laughs> 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 On our side of the tracks. Yeah, there you go. Eggs galore. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: true. They got, <laughs> eggs are stacked to the ceiling.
2: It's like, uh, I think that rich people maybe are hoarding eggs. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
6: Maybe it's and then true. Another, another scam that they pull is if occasionally you'll see the 18 <laughs> eggs in the carton. Yeah, And if you do the math, you're basically paying the same price. But they right. want to make you believe that, oh, this is an economy pack. I'm actually getting yeah. this for less. When when you <laughs> just break down the price and it's so damn easy to do, do the math in your head quick. It's like, you sons. Of, but, you're, but again, a ma- it's just the way that they market price it gouge. and the, but package
1: that, it. That 18-pack might be more per egg than the dozen. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You, always, the you got, always got to look at those math things.
6: So yeah, how absolutely. much did you pay for, for the eggs at, at the Poor Publix, then, Catherine?
2: Well, at Poor Publix, <laughs> they had something called Vital Eggs, Poor which I <laughs> we first found out about those in Canada when we were up on a vacation. And um, they are really good eggs. They, ha- they are, for some reason, I don't know what they feed their chickens or if they're free-range. I don't know what they're doing. But those actually taste like really good eggs. Those were uh, $14 a dozen. So I went with some oh. I, went, I went for some locally uh, sourced eggs in Publix, which they do a lot down here. They, they locally source stuff as much as possible, which mm-hmm. is really nice. And I think they were still 650, which is high for a dozen eggs. So you know oh,
4: yeah.
1: if you have, and, 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 and if you have chickens, and if you have some garbage, and you can yep. let them run around your yard and eat bugs. Your eggs are pretty much free,
5: yeah, though
1: yeah was yeah, I was, was looking
2: yeah, I was looking I was like, Andy should get his own chickens, and I was looking Wayfair sells a chicken coop for like two hundred and thirty dollars. You well, can have you, know you can have two or three hens, you don't need a rooster, it has a little outdoor space. Two hundred thirty, or two hundred fifty bucks, or something like that. It was
1: two thirty.
0: Right. Yeah, it was
2: yeah. Y- you can have chickens. I don't think for you know, one very egg a much day much out of money. each
1: each hen. One egg a day. You feed them well. well. In the wintertime, it they 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 lay less. It's one egg a day. Boom. That's all they do. But they lay an egg every day, every awesome. single day well. I know that,
6: that uh, you know. Look out here in the country. Um, I I mean I got a thicket of woods right to my left here, and I can't let the dogs out at night. I mean, I, I, on a leash, yes, they have to go to the bathroom. But there, there are coyotes. You can hear them all the oh, time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, so,
2: everybody's got that problem. But but the chicken coop has a, um, it a has like a, a little fenced or whatever. in. Yeah, it has a fenced in little area that they can go outside. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, well, my
6: uh, brother-in-law, he had chickens as well, and they think a fox got them. So well, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, if they can gnaw their way through that wire or, we or can something take, but i can take care think of this, it,
1: this is simple this is a simple problem i mean i keep the animals out of my garden i'll keep them out you know ready kilowatt does the job
2: an electric fence well yeah. that's true an electric fence and you can get solar powered ones i used to have those for the horses and i oh, never yeah. i never Remember had that. any deer in our in our pastures
6: really we have no. we have deer all over the place but that's cool we love seeing them um right. but again it, it, that they're not the problem. It's those, those coyotes at night. Man. Yeah. It's frightening. The middle of the night, you wake up, you can hear those things and it is frightening. And, and again, I, after dark, well, uh, one of our dogs, uh, we let her go and she comes back and she's equipped. She's a peer. She's a great Pyrenees. So she's oh, big. Okay. She's yeah, 70, she's buy. 85 pounds and they're actually, you know, bred to protect. And, uh, they protect sheep generally but you know we have her as a house dog but even at 85 pounds you get 12 coyotes on her i don't yeah. know how well she's gonna do yeah, no, that's yeah the 12 thing. hungry
2: coyotes
1: yeah, that's one, for co- sure. one coyote sort of teases them to go play and they start chasing and they play a little they chase a little bit further, yeah, further away so... and then pretty soon they're done yeah.
6: yeah yeah so you know um yeah so it's it's fr- it's that real out here and i know it's a problem in the suburbs too i mean uh, I've been in different areas of the suburbs where I've seen coyotes run across the road at night. Oh, they're uh, everywhere. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Bastards. You know who's howling right now is Kristen Burt. Is
2: she? Uh, she's yep. trying so she to get on. Yep, she's, she's there. Oh,
0: Are, you, are you howling? Kristen.
7: Yes. Can you... There she is.
0: Are you howling right now?
7: I'm not howling. How about you?
0: Well, I'm not howling, but Timmy, Timmy's on with us, and we're just talking about how the coyotes and the, all that stuff—they uh, partner up and they group up and go out hunting around and uh, they eat kind your of exurban and no, they, they do.
7: Yep.
2: Yeah, in L.A., that's a we big eat problem. Coyotes. Yep, We've there. got lots of coyotes. We've got a pack of coyotes.
5: What was that? I don't know.
0: Sounds
2: like somebody's know.
5: mic just fell or something. Oh. Somebody's yeah, mic.
2: I don't know if somebody. I can't hear now. you now. Well, you can't Kristen, hear us
5: at all.
0: She can't hear us, Andy. I can't I can hear, hear anything you. about I that. you so, Kristen, okay.
6: Okay. I, I have to ask Kristen a question. Speaking of howling, in somewhat of a transition, <laughs> the uh, uh, board of the Academy, mm-hmm. uh, board of governors, is going to meet today over this um, this problem of nominating Andrea Riseborough mm-hmm. for a Best Actress Oscar because. The movie cost $27,000 to make, and people are whispering under their breath how pissed off they are because studios spend millions of dollars on these campaigns, but this one came down to a bunch of her very famous acting friends uh, just getting the word of mouth out. She got nominated, and now they're talking about that possibly being done illegally and possibly rescinding her nomination. Ooh, really?
7: Yes. I think that Andrea will not see any ramifications on this. I do think that some of the other Academy members that did some of the social media posts, like Francis Fisher, that definitely, or at least it looks like it, um, defied some of the Academy rules on how you can campaign. I think they're the ones who might see some of the ramifications of this. And, I, I mean, the thing is, if they do take away Andrea's nomination nobody else goes into her spot so that becomes a whole other controversy if they make that decision and i have a feeling that after the slap heard around the world the academy is trying to stay away from as much controversy as possible
6: they never should have done this in the first place i think and i think part of the reason is is that yes because of those snubs every year somebody's pissed off that they didn't get nominated um that might have been part of the reason why we're hearing about this now Because there were a couple people like Viola Davis who people Mm -hmm. thought should have been nominated. Um, I I think I mentioned this last week. I think the best way to solve this whole snub thing is to release the vote totals. And if if, if Viola Davis lost out the nomination by two votes, at least people then would understand that it wasn't this – this concerted effort to not nominate her. Okay, there goes the puppy starting to bark. Um, so, so and, and I'll get up pretty quick now because it's Kristen's time. But yeah, I, I just think that they don't need a stupid controversy like this if they take away, because then it smacks of elitism, taking away a nomination from somebody in a film that only costs 27 grand. It's like they didn't spend the millions of dollars, so therefore she doesn't deserve the nomination. You know, Absolutely. people are going down that Her road. Her performance
7: is really good. It, it just wasn't going to get the eyeballs of the Academy because it didn't have a huge studio backing um, with tons of money and the campaigns and everything else. Um, so they have to kind of walk this line between uh, were the rules broken and, hey, what about these smaller films? Why aren't they getting noticed?
6: One last thing. One of the people that championed the performance, oddly enough, Tom and Catherine, because we talked about Tar earlier, was Kate yes. Blanchett. Kate Blanchett was one of the vocal people about this, too. So, But you guys can talk about TAR. I'll uh, get going here. Kristen, t- nice to talk with you. And Tom and Catherine will talk next week. And Dr. Ralph and Andy.
0: Thank you. Sounds good to you me. Right. Thank you. Bye. We'll see you. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kiddies, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick?
7: I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning.
0: What? It's not a football team.
7: Sabre is one of the largest
6: Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's
0: that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number 2, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt now joins us. Kristen, I have to... I have to give you a call later on in the week here because I got, uh, what, 20 days until my morning show starts over on that's Hubbard.
7: Exciting. Congratulations. I have not been able to speak with you since you officially signed. I think you guys were out, and then I was out last week. So, right. Um, that's very exciting.
0: It is very exciting, but I just, yeah. I, I, what I'm trying to do is, is so far everybody's on board, is recruit people to appear you know, once or twice uh, a week, you know, for five, ten minutes, or whatever, or five days a week for five minutes, or whatever. But it, yeah, I, just, I would like to include everybody into that show as well because it's going to be a seven to ten podcast. Did you Did you see, by the way? Everybody said, "Well, a podcast? Why are you doing a podcast instead of radio?" Apparently, you didn't pay a lot of attention to National Public Radio. They cut ten of their radio shows. Radio has uh, got major problems.
7: Wasn't it foreign radio shows? Radio shows? Yeah, it
0: was. A, it was all foreign radio shows, but they just won't do it anymore. Nobody listens anymore.
7: Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't listen to the radio that often. And, and in no. fact, I am in my car a lot less than I used to be pre-pandemic because so much of my work is remote. Uh, right. we have an, I have a TV studio here at my house. I do a lot of broadcasting from there. So I'm not necessarily having to go to the press junkets and seeing people in person as much. So I'm not right. listening to the radio even there. I listen to podcasts stop. Yep. whether it's you like and
0: everybody else
7: working out yeah working out even in the car now my podcasts are going on
0: mm-hmm. yeah well it's you know what so how do you do it? you just use hit the app on your phone and set the phone next to you or something
7: yeah and and i vary between um you know apple Podcasts, spotify because some, some are exclusive to spotify and things like right, that but right between those two and occasionally um iheart as well has a couple podcasts but it's mostly Apple Podcasts and, and, and Spotify, and it really covers everything that I kind of need.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of the problems they have, and look, I, I loved radio. I was in radio for 50 years. I mean, you know, it's a long time to be in radio. So I'm not trying to blast an industry here. As a matter of fact, the Hubbard's radio stations do very well. Why? Because they have a lot of money. Why aren't the other stations doing well? Because they're all deeply, deeply in debt, oh, mostly because know. of hedge funds. hmm so, I mean, that's and I hate to say that, but but podcasting and I don't hate to say the podcasting is going to be huge because it is going to be huge. You can hear it all around huge. the world and it's already huge. Yeah, exactly. But it's going to pass uh, certain things up very, very soon.
2: Well, it's interesting because um, I my I'm in the car at the absolute most a half an hour. And that's very rare. Yeah, I'm. I I mean, my most of the time I'm in the car for maybe ten minutes. I just I live so close to everything that I need. I just don't drive that much anymore. And I was out at this little uh, uh, birthday party, and it was I don't know five seven women, and they varied from ages forty to almost seventy. And I said, Oh, you know, I've been listening to the radio a lot down here. And they said, the radio? Who listens to the radio? And I thought, oh, I'm glad Don's getting out of that industry.
4: It's sad. But again,
0: the responsible radio people are still doing well because they were responsible. The ones who came in and just yanked all the money out of it. Humulus. <coughs> uh, oh, sorry. I had to cough there for a second. I heard that. <laughs> They're destroying the industry with their greed. That's exactly what they're doing, unfortunately. Well,
2: radio stations and television stations have been used, as you yes. said, as a hedge fund swapping yep. program for 30 years now. It's too bad.
1: Yeah. yeah if, the other thing about podcasting, there's no barrier to entry. No, no. none. none.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. Plus, you can tell people to go F themselves as you want to. If you really mm-hmm. want to. That's right.
1: Your, podca- your podcast can be done on your iPhone with your, uh, your buds. Yeah, it, yeah. it absolutely if, if, can. I
5: have a, what, like four, maybe $500 cheap little work laptop. That's what I ran the show with down in Florida. Yeah. yeah. I just hooked yep. everything up to my laptop, and off we went. Yeah, and micro- yep. microphones, <laughs> headphones, and it's and – it's, all about the talent
1: and the subject matter and the content, and that's the that's the that's the thing that's going to be the death now. Because I am on a podcast. Well, I go to I can go to Best Buy and buy the stuff.
5: Yeah, you can start it a podcast right. tomorrow for five hundred bucks. That's right. Yep. Well, that's new true. new equipment, good, good luck, equipment. Current. Good luck getting a hundred thousand watt radio transmitter and all the licenses and everything. <laughs> Moving that around, yeah, here. it's uh, not exactly accessible. And
0: don't, don't get me wrong. I love radio. I loved being in the business for 50 years. I, I guess there was a seven, eight year period when I was in the record business instead of radio. But I love radio. I just don't love what they did to it. It really, As I said, the Hubbards are very, very smart. Their stations do extremely well because they can support them. When you yank all the money and don't support your product, the product's going to burn to the ground. I mean, just, that's just a fact. So well, that's why I'm and so they glad didn't adapt
7: back. fast enough to a lot of the radio stations. No, they ignored podcasting, and if you didn't adapt quickly to that, in addition mm-hmm. to supporting the radio shows that you have, mm-hmm. right. you wind up uh, falling behind very quickly.
1: But even yeah. e- <clears throat> even even adapting, they may not be able to survive because even with that adaptation, nope, a bit like no way. A bit like uh, Kodak. Kodak uh, were the first, the first to make digital cameras. Yep, but. They could not make it fly because their business model was based in film and the markup on film and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, and it never worked for them, and they're just gone. So There's going
0: to be a lot of that going on. Yeah. So what do you think of the title, The Kristen Burt Hollywood Report? What do you think?
7: I love it. Sign
2: me up.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, I'll be reaching out to you soon because I'd love to, uh, like I said, I want to include as many people as I possibly can. That'd be, let's get the word out from everybody. In any case, I want to ask you a question, Kristen Burt, Hollywood Report, person that you are. Um, Catherine and I got lucky. At least for me, it was kind of an accident to run into it. Catherine and I have been watching the extended cut version of The Office have you seen mm. any of these shows?
7: Yes, I have.
0: Oh god, Kristen, they're wonderful.
7: So good, isn't it?
0: It's just and you
7: see what they yeah, you see what was cut from you know, these scripts are so long and they have to whittle it down, you know, to that 22 minutes and you see what you were missing.
0: Oh god, it's so good. Michael Scott is so incredibly good in that show. So that fun. character is just uh, he's just wonderful. What an a-hole.
7: But you know what? He's an a-hole with a heart. That's what makes you like him. Because he will be awful, and then he'll have this one moment of humanity, and it just redeems everything, and you get the warm fuzzies about him, and you go, oh, okay, great. And you continue on. Because if he was awful the entire time, you just hate him, and there's no place to go with the character.
0: Right, right. But you don't. One other thing I love about Michael Scott, the character, played by Steve. uh, What the hell is Steve's last name? I forgot. Oh, Carell, yeah. Is it Carell? Yep.
7: Carell. Yeah, Steve
0: Carell, yeah. I only talked to him once for about three or four minutes, and he was not interested in doing an interview, so it didn't go too well. But I love his character. You know what I love about him? Anybody is looking for him for help. Oh, I'm too busy. I can't help you. I'm too busy. (laughs) Nice boss. Can never (laughs) offer you any help whatsoever because I'm just too busy sitting in my office with the door locked. <laughs> but
7: I think that's great. a lot of bosses at a lot of offices in real life.
0: So, well, you're probably right, but we are, Catherine. I mean, you enjoy every bit as much as I do.
7: I've always liked that show.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the extended cut now with all the extra stuff thrown in is even yeah. better.
7: Yep. Well, it more character development. I, I have to yeah. ask: if yeah. you're watching The Office, are you watching Abbott Elementary?
0: I heard that's really good. I have not watched. Catherine, you watch it yet?
7: I have not. It is a very similar sort of um, situation to The Office in that they're making a documentary about a public school. Um, But this show is so well cast. It's so sharp. It's so well written. Um, And seasons one and I think most of two so far because it's still running on ABC right now. You can find it um, on Mm -hmm. Hulu and you can find it on HBO because I believe it's a Warner Brothers property. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, Love we'll it. have to give that a word. It, the, the promos for it look really good, and I've been meaning to watch it, so now you've inspired me to, to reach out and watch that show. I think it's a great idea.
7: Yes, I'm going to do your homework in the next few weeks. I'm gonna, I'll check back in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll do my homework, I promise. There's no question about it. <laughs> there have been some ads showing up on uh, the football games that say, that say that Bushwood Country Club is back open. Is there, are Bushwood. They, are they going to do another <laughs> Caddyshack movie? Because I it,
7: haven't heard of one, but I, wouldn't that be... Can you do one, though? Can no. you do another Caddyshack?
1: No, because the people that the people that are showing on the... The talent they're showing on the promos are not comedians. Yeah. Really? No. they're. Uh, oh, Who said the one man was... Oh, I recognize his face, but I don't remember what he was in.
7: I mean, without Rodney Dangerfield, can you do it?
6: Yeah,
1: no, I don't <laughs> know. Well, no, they tried to right. reboot it once, and it just Caddyshack 2 did too. not do well. No. No. It was, it you was, just
7: need one.
1: Well, the original one was pretty much yeah. ad-libbed. Yeah, m- most was. of that was ad-libbed. And then the scene between <laughs> Chevy Chase and um, uh, Bill Murray. Bill, Bill Murray, Murray. They yes. hated each other. And they, uh, there was no yes. scenes written in the show. And they got together at lunch say, We have to have a scene. They just ad-libbed a scene in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, Bill together. and
7: Chevy are both very notoriously difficult to work with. So, yes. both of them both, yes. both of them both of them and uh, you know i was shooting on the paramount lot and this is going back about 10 11 years and we were shooting something for toyota i was uh hosting a live event for them a live stream and next door chevy chase was filming community at the time and just as we were about to go live he steps into our shot it's me and a co-host and he steps in right behind us so we started the show with chevy chase just standing there.
2: Okay. Just
7: standing there. And it was like 150 <laughs> degrees. And it was August in LA. And we were on blacktop uh, with cars. It, and my uh, co-host. Uh. And this is what I remember about this. My co-host was like sweating. Like his pit stains were like down his, side of his body. <laughs> uh, I was in like a wool dress. It had short sleeves. But it was oh, so my God. hot. Oh. And Chevy Chase is just standing there like a wax figure. I kid you not. Never said anything. And like how do you explain like. He just wandered in from, yeah. from the community set over here. we on the Paramount lot. I have the photos. They're hilarious. What are you going <laughs> to
0: do? God, that is one. You know, now I can't get this out of my head, and it's going to be with me all day, Chris, and It's your fault. I wonder if there's anybody, because you, you asked a question, how can you do Caddyshack without Rodney Dangerfield? A perfect example of what you were just talking about is he walks in the golf shop, sees a hat, says, <laughs> What do you get a free bowl of soup with that hat? And he looks over <laughs> and there's Ted Baxter wearing the hat. He goes, "Looks good on you, though."
7: <laughs> <laughs> and It has to, be, you know, it has to be that Chevy and Chevy Chase, that Rodney Dangerfield voice. Yes. Like, nobody can replicate that.
0: Yep, only me. I'm the only one that can do that voice. Maybe I should star in it. Except for
5: maybe I
7: don't you want should to. just ADR <laughs> the entire you thing. You go. could,
1: you you could do it. You have the ad lib ability. Do it. The, that's a it's a Michelob ultra commercial. Should I tell Kristen my fa- my favorite Rodney Dangerfield story
0: about Jeff Cesario?
2: You should definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a very quick story, Kristen. You ready?
2: Yes, it's not that quick.
0: Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> she said not that quick. What a stab in the back. Jerry Seinfeld uh, calls Jeff Cesario, who had just arrived that day in Los Angeles. He moved to Los Angeles to produce and star and stuff and do all kinds of stuff. So Seinfeld and Jeff Cesario are walking down the street, and Seinfeld says, Hey, would you like to meet uh, Rodney Dangerfield? He's out at the Comedy Store. It's only a couple of blocks away. You wanna, Would you like to meet Rodney? He goes, Oh, God, I'd love to meet Rodney Dangerfield. That'd be wonderful. So Cesario and uh, Seinfeld walk a couple of blocks, and here comes Rodney out the door just as they get there, and Seinfeld calls out to him. He goes, Rodney, Rodney, I want to introduce you to a new talent. Just got into town today. Just moved to Los Angeles. Uh, he's a great writer, great producer, great stand-up comedian. I mean, he's got all these talents. Very, very, very talented guy. Rodney meet Jeff Cesario, and there's a pause, and Rodney says, "Cesario, huh? <laughs> Italian, huh? Stick to the tumbling." <laughs> <laughs> I love that story so much. The all Italians should be acrobats. <laughs> well, <okay.
2: laughs> and that, and that is
1: something right out of the 50s or 60s. Man, I
2: know. I the think greatest. if he, he told today, people anymore. be like,
7: what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: people Tumbling? What's tumbling? Well, what does
7: that mean? How Italians tumble? I don't understand. Oh, right.
2: <laughs> well, when was Ronnie Dangerfield
5: in? born? Oh. oh, God, he'd be about 90 now,
0: I hey, think. Hey,
2: Siri, when yep. was Rodney Dangerfield born?
5: 1921. 21, oh,
2: wow. he's faster than Siri. Oh, no, a year, November 22nd. Why would be close to 100?
5: Yeah. Yeah, He'd be 101. He'd be 100. Yeah, he'd be turning 102 in this November.
0: In this November. Oh, my God. Yeah. I loved Rodney.
5: So, yeah, he was born in a, uh, another time, you could say.
0: were year, younger than my parents'
5: time. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, I, we loved
0: having him on. Hey, Rodney was always just a great... But his wife, uh, was it June? Yeah,
2: I yeah, his think his wife so. June used yeah. to come on
0: the podcast all the time. Uh, and after he, Joan. he died... Joan, Joan. yeah, there he goes, Joan. Joan Dangerfield. Uh, um, after he died, we got a call from Joan, and she said, Hey, you guys, I found a bunch of jokes in one of Rodney's old jackets, and he never used them. You want, want to hear them? So he sat for about 15 minutes while Joan Dangerfield told Rodney Dangerfield jokes that had never been heard before.
4: Wow. It was That's
0: phenomenal. Amazing.
1: It was just great.
0: That's just one of the great treat. things about this job.
1: Yep. yep. The one time I, I, I saw him at the comedy store, it was with his wife, I'm certain. Yeah. I'm certain? I'm certain. What does that, that mean? I'm certain that he was with his wife because he, he oh. was with some blonde <laughs> that sat in the back while he delivered the, this uh, new material he was trying out for The Tonight Show. Right, right. But that—what a
0: great character! Hell of a guy. That's all I know. And he was very fond of Catherine. He was—he was was quite attracted to Catherine. I know that.
7: Oh, little flirtation.
0: Where did I get that from? He pulled over to the side of the road to try to get to give you a ride.
2: He asked me directions, dear. (laughs) Sometimes you, with your imagination,
0: your imagination. In any case, so Kristen, anything? So we, we talked about Tar. Did you see Tar?
7: Yes. I've been busy watching all of the nominated movies because I've got SAG Awards coming up at the end of the month. We've got oh, Grammy okay. Awards on Sunday. That's another big show. Um, you know, all the award shows. It's so interesting because the award shows at this point, they're all going to be moving to streaming in the next couple of years. SAG no is God, on yes. YouTube this year, and yep. next year it'll be on Netflix. Wow. I really. I, it, the Oscars are not far behind. I'm telling you. I, Golden Globes, I think, will wind up just solely on Peacock or another channel because I know that their contract with NBC is up. It's just going to be. It's just such a different era. Award shows. It's such a niche audience. It doesn't, you know, garner the big ratings anymore. So, what's what
0: are they? What are they going to do about? Local news uh, broadcasts, the five, the six, and the 10 o'clock news, if nobody's watching television anymore, and if they are sitting in front of a television, they're watching streaming. So, how are they going to deliver the local news? I mean, you know, they, well, they now. Can, you they, can,
2: can, they can stream that too. I know yeah, they, they can, can stream, stream it that. too, but,
0: but can you make enough money if you're not putting out any product other than the news?
7: Uh, I know in LA they, they've kind of doubled down on the news, at least uh, with okay. KCAL. Um, and what they're, you know, they make all their money off of those high-speed car chases. Yeah. Los Angeles South, you'll know what yeah, I'm talking well, about.
1: Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, yes, that's I right. We, we were just watching. We watched, <laughs> we watched the guy who assaulted the police officer, he hid in the bushes for about an hour before he wandered out. Oh yeah. They, this is a, yeah, they, they run them all the time and they have, they have talent that's recognized as commentators. They do the, they do the play-by-play and the color in the helicopter or from the studio. It is a mm-hmm. fascinating business.
7: It's it's and it's so it's specific to California too. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. When I lived in the Northeast, you never saw no. you know high speed chases you know interrupting General Hospital in the middle of the day so people can watch the high well, speed don't, chase. Don't-
2: don't you think it's just fascinating to be able to see cars going over three miles an hour in LA? <laughs> yeah.
7: I'm saying high speed, and I really mean like they are probably going about 20 miles an hour many times. That's high speed. <laughs> but, and they'll be going through neighborhoods, and then you'll see them, you know, they'll get out of their car, and then they're trying to like jump fences, like suddenly they're MacGyver or someone. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. almost every Los Angeles home has a huge fence of some sort and you're like this is bonkers it's so bananas to watch so if you're ever on vacation in los angeles turn on the tv in your hotel because you have to see this it's insane
1: yeah everybody everybody (laughs) thinks when they get out of their car they're oj simpson they get out of they get out of that car they run about two blocks and these guys are done they have, they have no uh, stamina at all, and the police just finally they just lay down, put their arms on the police, just cuff them right there. It is amazing when they try to run; they're just not very, uh, very athletic.
7: Yeah, I mean it is so funny to watch, and, and then some of them, of course, are very. They've now put them on time delay because those that are armed oftentimes unalive themselves and uh you don't want that uh, on live television yeah, well, so there you know. is a time delay now
1: yeah, and the time delay that that came about by someone who uh, drove to the top of one of the spaghetti junctions stopped his car yeah, mm-hmm. the police were around it was a standoff and he and on live tv he pulled a shotgun out of his car and, mm. and shot and
7: everybody saw it live and blew his head
1: off live so yeah, that's
7: not want to
1: see that. Top. So they, no. they they have that, and they they pull out and things like that. They should. They, there's no reason to see that that coarseness. No.
7: no, there's no reason. I mean, those are the ones that really go to the extreme. But most of them are are humorous.
1: No, oh, yeah, they are. They are, The <laughs> endings are comic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, so everything else is good, Kristen.
7: Yeah, everything is good. I went home to Boston. My uncle passed away, sadly. Oh, oh um, yeah, but... soul.
2: Sorry.
7: No, thank you. He was, honestly, he died too young. He had Parkinson's and Lewy body oh, dementia. Oh, uh, God. He died in the 60s. But um, like, he, he was the best. So I was so happy I was able to, to make it out and celebrate his life. And um, we went out with a, after the funeral, we went out with a reception with an open bar and dancing with the DJ at like noon on a Tuesday. Oh. It was fabulous.
0: <laughs> noon?
1: Yeah.
7: Perfect, you're,
0: boo- you're boozing we it up should, at noon you know,
7: on a Tuesday. No, it was so fun. We played all of his favorite music, and everyone sang and danced and had some cocktails.
0: Okay, i got to ask you this. Did you go to the North End?
7: I didn't go to the North End because uh. I was up in uh, the north northeastern part of Massachusetts, so I wasn't in Boston proper.
0: Oh, you were not in Boston properly. I, well, yeah. Catherine I, I was in the, the Boston. And I had to uh. in the
7: snow, and I had to drive in the snow from Logan um, to the North Shore, and after that, my cousin came in and I handed him the rental car keys and I said, "You're driving the rest of the trip. I'm done with my snow driving." I drove 25 <laughs> miles. I'm done.
0: <laughs> love that area. That, that I, I absolutely love Boston. Catherine and I were just there a couple of months ago and just absolutely love that Such city. That's
7: a beautiful city. It really is. Congrats. And hearing all my Boston accents again was was fun. All my relatives have hardcore party accents
1: <laughs> did, did you did Order. your did your accent come back after a couple of drinks at that bar at the wake
7: I don't have an accent I never grew up with an accent even though I have parents with a strong accent we moved to a, at the time I moved to Andover which was a newer suburb so people were moving in from all over across the country and so I just never had that dropping your eyes kind of accent
0: love that accent though I do. It's
7: fun. It's fun. All and I, I, you know, I do it as a joke all the time. I was like, I'm in Medford. I'm in Chimpsford instead <laughs> of Jumps board, you know. <laughs> and uh, it just gets exaggerated for fun. So my cousins and I like do that because they came in from Chicago. We had a blast doing that.
0: <laughs> I just love when anybody complains about anything, the first thing they're going to hear is, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I love whatever.
7: That. It's whatever. Yeah, whatever.
0: Whatever. Well, yeah,
7: my whatever. mom, my mom, her favorite snack is popcorn, but she's always like, do you want some
0: popcorn? <laughs> like, popcorn. Popcorn? Popcorn. popcorn. Let's have some pop- popcorn. <laughs> All right, young lady, it's always a thrill, but I will uh, reach out to you soon. I'm trying to get this thing set up because the show premieres on, uh, well, let's see, it's uh, two weeks from Monday, so it's about two oh, and a half soon. weeks, a little over two and a half weeks, so it's premiering really soon, and we've got a bunch of good people teed up, and Everybody's more popular than I am, which is going to be hard to get used to, but you know.
6: Oh, man, you're
7: very popular. Don't you worry.
0: Nice try, sister. <laughs> All right, we will talk to you next week.
7: Sounds good. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Kristen. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, Timmy Lammers. I love Tuesdays' shows. We learn a lot about Hollywood on Tuesdays. All right, is everything, everything else good on that end? Everything's good here. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the... Uh, <laughs> with the family on the Tom Bernard podcast.